podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? I know. I know Pete hates it when we're talking about movies. Welcome to the Movie, Movie, Podcast, everybody. <laughs> Episode number 51. It is our top 10 of the year list. So long, 2013. Hello, 2014. And hello, everybody. I'm your host, Tiggs. And with me, as always, we have Peter... Well, I just think there's, like, interesting ways to talk, and then there's, like, can you please just shut up and we can move on. Alex! The toys are back in town! And Russ. Remember me? And so, uh, if you guys have listened to uh, last year's podcast, uh, we're going to do kind of a similar format to that. We're going to do a round robin. Uh, We're just going to go through our uh, three movies at a time. Uh, Ten through eight, uh, seven through five, four through two, and then we'll all do our number one. And then we'll talk about the worst movie of the year. But let's just start this thing going right now, because I know we've all been thinking about this a lot. Uh, so, Russ, give me your the three at the bottom of your list. <laughs> all right. Number uh, 10. Number 10. Number, no, no, number 10. Fruitvale Station. Fruitvale um, Station. It was a very small film, super short, but the performances absolutely captivating. Mm. Great first directorial uh, debut from Ryan Coogler. Thought it was awesome. I really want to see that. I didn't. I didn't catch it. Yeah, yeah, I did not see it either. See it. Number nine, Spring Breakers. <laughs> Spring For Breakers. me, it was some of the most fun I had at the in the at the theater this year. Um, oh, is it? complete garbage sure but it's also fun mm-hmm. so for that it gets nine nice number eight wolf of wall street basically it's spring breakers if spring breakers was a legitimately <laughs> good movie <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow so okay well i guess i can uh yeah. so that's that absolutely true yeah nice uh yeah i, I really enjoyed uh wolf of wall street it was it was fun but it doesn't mm-hmm. make my list. I just wanted to, that's why I was saying that. Uh, right. So next up, I want to hear from Pete. Oakley Dogley. Uh, coming in at number 10, uh, this one was uh, really hard to place, um, but is Gravity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, I, I think you guys remember me talking about it a great deal when it first came out. Yep. I, I mean, yeah, we did. for me, it was just, it was the most purely entertaining, engrossing movie experience of the year. Yeah, I yes. mean, it, it's it's actually like, it really shows what you can do with like the medium of film with like limitations. Like there can be no sound in these sections. And like, so the score will take that over. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's super impressive as a, a visual theatrical experience. Yeah. I really enjoyed how just the score would interplay with, with everything that was going on sometimes like that. That was really beautiful. How that, how that yep. played out. Yeah. So, so I, I, I couldn't, I re- it really kicked a lot of movies off my list. But I couldn't not put it because I saw it twice in the span of a week. Mm-hmm. Like, but, like, saw it for free the first time and then and went and paid for it again. Yeah, like it got me back in because I think it's just and it's one of those movies that it almost got knocked on my list because don't watch it at home. You ruined it. You really missed out. That's why this didn't this this was in my ten spot. It fell off my list because I tried watching it at home and it was a miserable experience. It's, it's coming back to theaters in the next few weeks. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, this was also in my 10th spot, yeah. I might try to see it again. Yeah. Um, number nine, uh, this was close to this was close to getting knocked off too, but I, I really just, pure enjoyment, uh, much ado about nothing. Nice. Yeah. I was really, I, I've seen a ton of Shakespeare adaptations, I've seen ones that like really take them seriously, I've seen ones that like try to be a little bit, like try to like do something really creative with them. And I don't, I think Joss somehow fell delightfully in the middle of those. He didn't. He wasn't trying to do too much. It was clearly felt the entire way through that they made this movie to make a movie and have fun. And yeah. Nathan Fillion's on screen for like ten minutes, and he murders it. <laughs> yeah, the, the, this was it was really good. And uh, no matter how much shit I gave you for like having me watch it and sit down and actually watch it, I did really enjoy it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, it, it's a delightful little movie that doesn't try to be anything uh, other than than kind of what it is and it's just really actually really delightful to see all these friends just having a good time making this yeah, yeah. and because it, it is shakespeare but it doesn't try to be too smart mm-hmm. while being shakespeare at the same time yeah and i loved it sorry i wasn't paying attention you're talking about this is the end right <laughs> <laughs> classic russ 
I gotta say, uh, it make a little uh, thing in making this list. Before I saw a lot of stuff from the last two months, I was really thinking of this is the end was gonna make it. Really looked back at how much I enjoyed that movie. Nice. Yeah. And then finally, number eight is uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh. Super fun. I thought very funny. Uh, Scorsese kicked the shit out of directing that movie Mm -hmm. in a way that I wasn't really expecting him to do. And uh, the biggest thing for me, I mean, it's it's getting a little tough with everyone complaining about, oh, the decadence. Oh, and it's it's like this or that, like however you took it. But as I told you guys, after I saw this movie, every single day that went by when I try to remember how much I liked it, I, I, my immediate reaction would be like, oh, my God. That, I was like, at first, was, I, like, laughed at the theater, but looking back, I was like, oh, my God, that scene was fucking disgusting, those pieces of shit. Yeah. And I think that adds, as a testament to laugh and have fun, to then end up where I was, like, even just two days later was really great. Yeah. On their part. Nice. And I thought the end, the, the very last scene, I thought was terrifying. And I think a lot of people took it as giving uh, Jordan Belair a pat on the back. <laughs> Jordan Belair. What's his name? Belfort. Belfort. He's Belfort. the Fresh Prince. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I found that final shot horrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way, like, the way the people were looking up at him. I was like, no, this. I don't know how you watched this last scene and yeah. walked away from this movie thinking it was glorifying anything. Yeah. Because it was glor- I think it was insulting the people who would glorify him at the very end, and I, I don't get the controversy. Totally. All right, there we go. That's me. All right, Alex. Uh, number 10 for me uh, was almost uh, Gravity until I saw All is Lost. Oh. Mm. Which is, uh, you know, I guess <laughs> kind of thematically almost a very similar film. But I think it just, it's it's so much in, in, in a way like uh, more raw and as corny as it sounds, almost more poetic with sure. the same kind of... Uh, the, the, the same kind of material there of of someone being strange in kind of an, a, a, an impossible situation and you know kind of going like figuring out you know how to survive and I think the thing about this is like Robert Redford I think doesn't have a name I think he barely speaks what do you get maybe six or so words the whole time yeah that's about it yeah after the initial and, narration yeah uh, I just think that like Boom. it was it was beautifully shot. I think the the score was minimal, but when it was there, I I really enjoyed it, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I I thought it looked even though it was shot mainly on a stage, uh, I still think it, it looked you know when they were actually framing shots, I, th- I thought it looked really really impressive, and and I think that he was able to emote so much and and do so much more character development without words than. Sandra Bullock and George Clooney were able to do kind of like, like having pithy dialogue back and forth. Yeah, I would say I would, uh, uh, while going against what I said about Gravity, um, this is something I watched at home, but without without any dialogue, I was like completely locked in. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and, and Brett's performance is just incredible. It, it's yet. absolutely incredible. And and, it's, everything's and, and, on him, like obviously, so it has to be. But yeah, I, it's mind blowing. And and I I mean I don't think I've. I was nervous when I was watching Gravity. Uh, with this, I was practically like biting my nails because I mean, also maybe it's just his age too. Yeah, sure. Um, and also the fact that he's like he's knowing what to do in a lot of these situations too. It just everything just keeps fucking up. Right. Like with with Gravity, it's like Sandra Bullock's character is like a medical doctor having to be like, I don't know what space is. Uh, you know, he's a a yachtsman in this. It's just everything just someone just has it out for him. Uh, but yeah, so I really enjoyed uh, All Is Lost. So number nine uh, would be Your Next. Nice. Man, I I enjoyed the shit out of this movie. Is that it? Uh, yeah, it didn't make my list. Uh, it got pushed off by a lot of stuff that I really like. But did we lose Alex? Happened. Is that what happened? So surprising. <laughs> I think, did we lose Alex? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay, that's why I just stopped talking in the middle of that. Um, okay, so... While Alex comes back, I guess I'll just give mine top ten or whatever. Uh, <laughs> That's a good way to put that. <laughs> thanks. Uh, um, uh, so number ten uh, is the Grandmaster, uh, the most recent movie from Wong Kar Wai. Uh, just beautifully shot. I, I could have watched that movie for another hour. Like I, I don't know what the whole thing was, but it just it felt incomplete. But everything that was there was just engrossing, and, and the world was just like a kind of amazing and you felt you felt that you were living in it as you were just uh 
learning about all these characters and just like the history behind it. Uh, it, it was just a, a really, really impressive, I thought. Yeah, I, 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 we talked about this extensively. I really, I'm holding out for a longer original cut of it before I see it. Yeah, no, I think that's a good idea. Uh, but uh, if you never get it, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say put it off forever. Yeah. I mean, it's, oh. it's worth the watch. It's totally oh. worth the watch. Which one was that? Uh, the Grandmaster. Oh yeah, yeah. I heard that was great. Yeah. Uh, so Alex, do you want to finish up yeah. what you were saying uh, about your next? Yeah. So I was just saying, I sorry, but that I really enjoyed the shit of that movie. For me, it was. Uh, you know, pretty close to what Captain in the Woods did for for slasher films. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the uh, the mix of comedy and and parody, also with um, just also with suspense and you know a little bit of uh, not too much gore, but 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 a good amount. And it was a it was a fun experience that I just even enjoyed showing to people, uh, which which was uh, you know for me if, if there's a movie I can watch, you know probably about three times. Since it's been out, yeah, uh, you know, for for so me, like it's so like a Frozen, <laughs> exactly like a Frozen. Totally. No, no, I, I, I uh, yeah, so I, I, don't know, I ended up really liking it. And uh, number eight for me is uh, probably a little, maybe lower than I thought it was going to end up, uh, but I still absolutely love this movie, uh, Blue Jasmine. Okay, I think this is one of my favorite uh, Woody Allen movies in the last few years. Kate uh, Blanchett in it is such a a shithead, but you feel bad for her at the same time, and you know it, it, Andrew Dice Clay is acting in it and well, oh, yeah. and it's just amazing, just like watching the interaction between uh, you know the the class differences between these sisters, you know, play out in a way that like they, you you can both you know root for them and and hate them uh, at the same time. Uh, so often, and it's got you know a great sense of of, of Woody Allen's wit. I think it's uh, you know I think it's like, like I said, it's it's one of the best that he's done. I think in the last in the last few years. Yeah, definitely. All right, um, thank you, Alex. And no all right, problem. I'll just I will continue on with my list now. Uh, so number nine, the important spot. This is the lockout spot. So this. Oh, I was I was just running important spot for your movie. <laughs> It's, it's the sequel to Cool Spot, um, but no. So yeah, this is this is the lockout spot. You know, this is the lockout award. Uh, is goes to the number nine movie, and there was a couple. There were a couple nominees up for it this year. Uh, notably, you know, like uh, White House Down, but that's not that's not lockout uh-huh. enough. White House Down just isn't lockout. You know, lockouts. You know, it's very quick. You just get in, you get out. There's a couple of one-liners, but it's not jokey. Do you need an escape plan to do that? No. What I need, you know, what I need, I need the last stand. New All right. <laughs> It's good. This is fan-fucking-tastic, this movie. I love every bit of this movie. I've watched it probably six times so far this year, if not more. Uh, Schwarzenegger is just ridiculous. Knoxville is even great in this. This is the best Knoxville since Walking Tall. Uh, It's no The Ringer. And that's not saying a lot. That's not saying a lot, but, you know, it's saying something. Uh, I mean, uh, and plus, Peter Stormare is also in Lockout, so it's just, it makes sense that this would get the Lockout (laughs) spot. (laughs) Yeah, I, I recently watched some, a, a bunch of this with you. We, we, I rewatched it with you, and yeah. I was surprised how much I really enjoyed it a second time around. Yeah, it is definitely. Yeah, it gets better with age. Uh, <laughs> number eight. Uh, this is actually yeah lower than I thought uh, this would have been, but uh, Inside Lewin Davis, uh, recent Coen Brothers film. Uh, I just saw this. I think it's it's fantastic. Uh, the the music is amazing. All all the performances are great. Uh, it had me like I was. I was like almost, I was weird when I was watching this. I was like, wait, did, am I, is this the right cut? What, what's going on right now? Like I had this like, you know, the deja vu that you get at the end of it is just so intense that it's just such a cool experience to just have. And then you like, and then it clicks with you. And, and then I just, I just kept thinking about this movie for like a couple of days afterwards. And, and it just, it kept, you know, growing on me. And I really, I, I really liked it a lot. Uh, so Russ. All right. Uh, um, Coming in at number seven for me is, and I don't know if anybody else saw it, but uh, Prisoners. I did not see this. This movie punched me in the dick. <laughs> Put that in the, the on the poster. Yep. Yep. A, a taut dick punch of a film. <laughs> so, um, it was, if I'm looking at my list, it's probably... One of the of the dark, it's probably the darker or darkest movie on this list. 
even so I think depressed. Station. Darker. Um, I, I really wanted to see this as well. Uh, it's depressing as shit. Um, and, and watching Hugh Jackman actually have to act for a change and not be a, 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 a musical figure from a film we've all seen like a thousand times or a story we know or a superhero or something and just have to like be a, an angry father. I thought that was that was a, a nice change. I felt like this film definitely should have got some nominations specifically for him. And um, Gyllenhaal, but, you know, whatever. But it's really good. Yeah, Jackman was the one thing that really kept me away from it. Yeah. It, he He's doing something different this time around. And I guess people did not want that. Well, I think they they were really mad when it turned out that, like, uh, Terrence Howard was, was kind of like a mech-type uh, version of the Silver <laughs> Samurai. Oh, <laughs> uh, shut up. Uh, and moving right along. Thank you. At number six, I'm going to go with her. Um, it, it, it's weird, but Spike Jones, he kind of makes, if you like Spike Jones, there's no reason why you wouldn't like this. Um, he kind of makes movies that you would expect him to make. A lot funnier than I thought it was going to be, and it's a lot smarter than I thought it was going to be. Um, I knew it would, as far as the emotional arc of the film, would, would sort of make you feel melancholy-ish, but um, I think his view of the future is not too far off from what it'll probably be. High pants. Yeah, those are actually coming out this year. Oh, goddammit. Yeah, so he's dead on. Uh, yeah, no, good movie. I love Spike Jones. I I like that he takes his time mm-hmm. and makes a movie every, like, four or five years, and it's usually makes you feel awkward. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed this, and I really, really loved the world that Spike Jones uh, set up in this, because it was just so believable the entire time. Yep. Uh, and, and that's, it was like not too distant future, and it just played it perfectly. And, and you can do that, uh, you know, in the world that we live in, and, and it's still, it's super believable. And, and he, yeah, it didn't make it dumb. Like, at no point did you have it fell in love with a fucking operating system. Yep. Like, if you're not on board with that, you won't see the movie. Right. But if you are, if you did see the movie, chances are you were already on board with that, which is kind of cool. Yeah, totally. Uh, and coming in at the five spot, Ooh. Uh, Edgar Wright's The World's End. Nice. I saw this movie um, in theaters by myself and felt a lot more shit than I thought I would. <laughs> and then I immediately watched it again the next day uh, when it leaked. Uh <laughs> and that was great Uh, but I think one of the awesome things about this movie is just as funny as you know a hot fuzz or Shaun of the Dead or any of those types of movies but it also you know has that that heart and shows that like while they've while like Nick Frost and Simon Pegg have played disparate characters over the last like 10 years or so there's kind of still been a narrative arc Mm -hmm. and they've kind of grown with that and seeing them not only grow up but also swap characters I thought was a really interesting yeah. interesting thing. So yeah, this, this movie I ended up liking it a lot more than I tend to like uh, Edgar Wright stuff. Nice. Alright, uh, Pete, give it to us. Uh, yeah, um, well it's fun. I'm going to start off right where Russ left off. I, I, at 7 I have World's End as well. Oh. Um, really enjoyed it from the beginning end. I would highly suggest if you have the, if you have the Blu-ray or can borrow the Blu-ray, watch the the explanation of the two of them showing their um, poster board plan for the movie of how they sat down and like really formed it together. Nice. Just so look, really how smart that how smart the two of them are in writing. And I think that came out even though like there's been the cool nature of their film, but it's really clever. This one came out even smarter than those, and I really enjoyed that about it. And it's it's extremely funny. Can't can't say that enough about it. Okay. Are people there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Just there's been I know there's been a couple of mis- mishaps. <laughs> what technical problems? No what way. What do you mean? No, I love a movie movie podcast. <laughs> Everything. Uh, you guys should just check check the. Just might need to redownload this if if there's a problem. Just in case. You should probably yeah. download it twice anyway. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah. You should just I'm, switch, I'm switch go... over to the video feed. Um. Uh. <laughs> uh I next I have Nebraska, <laughs> which I. It took me a little while to get into it. I thought it came off a little bit hammy in the first, like, 20 minutes. But once it really starts rolling, it does not stop. And uh, June Squibb, who plays uh, the mother, 
Yeah, it's fantastic. Yep. And it's and it's at points it's one of that sort of silly old lady role, but she does it in such a way, and it's written and directed in such a way that it comes off so fantastic. And there's like just a couple scenes that really did it for me. The ending sequence I loved, and yeah. um, the whole the air compressor sequence I thought was fantastic. Um, and it was uh, enjoyable. I, I it's it's is really depressing at some points, but I think it's more it's a little bit happier than you think. Um, and then, uh, like Russ as well, I have her coming in at five. Nice. And, uh, yeah, Russ hit on the head. If it, Even though I think if you go and see it, I don't know how you can not believe he falls in love with Totally. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Joaquin Phoenix is one of those people that I could watch probably in any movie, but never want to hear from in real life. Yeah. Yep. Because yep. yep. what he does... He does super well, and he was really fantastic. And it's great that, like, it could have, like, the silly sort of romantic scenes of, like, the two of them writing the song together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was surprised how much I really felt in that moment. Uh, really beautiful. And, um, couple, you know, as you said, pretty, pretty amazing for still reflecting our world. Uh, I don't know, for anyone who's ever, uh, I guess, done long distance sort of thing. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, all right, Alex. Okay. Oh my God, that's me. So uh, my phone went to sleep. So uh, let me just open that back up again. Oh, good God. <laughs> this is professional. No. So uh, number seven, I have The Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, this is a movie that I think is amazingly uh, put together and directed and and well acted. Uh, but for me, it was uh, again like it's. The subject matter and the way they presented it, I think, is so well done that a lot of times your also your disgust with these people comes from the fact that you catch yourself having fun with them, sure, yeah, and feeling bad about yourself because of that, and then seeing the dark moments when it comes out and just like having the reality hit you, yeah. and those party scenes I think are are just amazingly well done, and you know they. They come off as like like they could have been in Caligula or something like that, um, but like it, it, the weird thing is too, it's like this is this is the kind of like story and thing that like again it, it it's still in a weird way does kind of I feel like resonate with the world and and as far as like you know when you, when we see people that you know uh, going into corporate America getting like or sometimes like in you know getting sucked into to perks and all these things, you can just see like little shades of this movie in the world around. It was, it was well done, really great. Number six, I also have uh, Nebraska. I think uh, this is man, this movie could be uh, sad and and funny, and I think it was uh, all at the same time. And I think Will Forte. It's amazing to watch uh, you know a comedic actor be serious, but not be so overly serious that he's trying too hard. Yeah. I think that's yeah. one thing that, that impressed me with his performance. I thought, you know, Bruce Stern, uh, I mean, he was great. Like, I, you know, you see you, you see times when you're like, oh, this guy. Oh, whoa. Something <laughs> I don't know what's, I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> so, um, you, you see at times when, uh, you know, he's, he's not lucid, but then can come back and be just as sharp. As you know, maybe he was, you know, it's it's some earlier time in his life, and I think uh, all these all these older actors and everything, I, I think they all they all kind of do <laughs> do a great job, and uh, I don't know, I think that especially anyone that's had family that with what are you eating? <laughs> I don't think anyone's eating anything. No one's eating anything. Someone someone sound like it's someone's mic is like chewing chips. It sounds like. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I think it's, uh, I don't know. I, th- I think it's, it's, it's a really, <laughs> really impressive, uh, impressive film. Very, very Alexander Payne. Like, I think that, you know, this definitely has nothing but, uh, you know, from no one else but him. I know. Jeez. I'm sorry. I'm thrown off so much. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, no, I, oh, wait, I only six. five. Yeah. My five is short term 12. Nice. Uh, I I really uh, enjoyed the shit out of this movie, and I thought that 
uh, again, like much like with with the the older actors in in Nebraska, uh, they're kid actors here, but it's not distracting. At no point are you, you know, saying to yourself, "Oh God, this kid is completely taking me out of this movie." Yeah. Um, no, you you kind of forget, and I don't think they ham up the fact that this is a, you know, uh, you know, uh, kind of a I guess was kind of a foster uh, type care house. Yeah. For these kids, uh, you know, they they treat everything very real, and I think that everyone's storylines in it um, play out very very grounded. And I think that the the arcs of that movie uh, go really where they should. And and I think Brie Larson's uh, great in as well. I think everyone's uh, man that that movie could. Uh, yeah, I was really surprised by it. Yeah, uh, I yeah. just watched that today, and uh, I thought it was it was great. Uh, the performances and everything. Yeah, exactly. Just like everything you were saying about the kids. Um, and, then, and then Pete and I talked about it a little bit. And I think we might have a different interpretation in the end. But I, th- I, I think that it was just a fantastic movie all around. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So I'm up again. So much like Pete, my number seven is The World's End. Uh, yeah, the, this movie was funny. It was dark. Uh, it was moving. It, it was crazy. Like how much of uh, just how much that they were able to pull off in this one over Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead uh, to, to do something like w- with a real like emotional character and not to say that Shaun of the Dead didn't because there was a very strong family uh, story going on there but but this is you know literally just like a group of four friends who are all getting back together from high school and stuff like it's it's one of those cliche type of ideals but done so well and by these guys that you wouldn't expect to do like to really take it seriously in times and they do and they do it perfectly uh, and then, you know, it ends and it's kind of ridiculous, but, uh, it all, you know, it all works out in the end is pretty much what happens. So I, 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 I really enjoyed the world's end a lot. Uh, number six, uh, 12 years a slave. Uh, I really enjoyed just about everything about this movie, except how it made me feel. But I think that was the point uh, just amazing performances all around. Uh, there's a hanging scene that just like lingers for so long that, it's painful to watch, but you can't take your eyes away. It's crazy. It's some of the most powerful imagery I've seen on screen in a very long time. Uh, and, and it's just... Oh, it's directed so well. And like I said, the, the acting is just like top-notch all around. Uh, I'm pretty sure it'll get Best Actor, but I'm not sure. Well, probably won't. It won't, because I said so. <laughs> um, wow, Tiggs. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, I, I, it won't because I said it would. So now it obviously oh, okay. won't. Uh, number five. Uh, Alex had already mentioned this one a little earlier, but uh, you're next. I thought that this movie nice. was oh my God. amazing. Uh, I thought that, like, you know, it's it's similar to A Cabin in the Woods, but I think it's a very different movie. And, and they're taking just, like, it's a very different type of horror movie. Uh, and it's taking, a, like, a different stance on it. Um, and I think that it's, like, I, I think that, Cabin in the Woods was was talking about like a greater genre, like 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 yeah. it would incorporate what Your Next is. But I think Your Next was just like really pinpointing the satire that it was going for, and it just nailed it on every fucking level. Uh, everything about it, uh, I, I could like I could watch this movie pretty much forever. This almost got the Lockout Award, but then I just enjoyed the movie that much, like just too much. So it ended up going to less end. Tiggs, you made me so happy just then. <laughs> I just want you to know that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, this, this movie is goofy, it's funny, it's ridiculous. When, when like, oh my god, when the girlfriend's just like, have sex with me next to your dead mother. <laughs> Everything about that movie is amazing, uh, as far as I consider. Um, uh, that the movie is just—if you haven't seen it, you have to watch it because it's fucking fantastic. Uh, Russ. All right, cool. Let's do this. Four, four through two. Um, now we're getting into repeat spell for me. Uh, number four is. Oh my god, I just deleted it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> short term twelve. Um, to me, thematically, um, while the while, while the stories are different, uh, thematically it plays a lot like Fruitvale Station. Mm-hmm. So if you like Fruit this, you'll like that, and vice versa. But this is just a much tighter film, top to bottom. Um, I, I thought she gave Brie Larson gave one of the best female performances of the year by far, yeah. and I thought those kids were just so 
so natural, but not in the sense that you that they weren't acting. That you could tell these kids were acting. They weren't just you know pit kids picked off the street. They were like they really you know gave a fuck. Yeah. But I thought I thought the film was was excellent. I'm not surprised it is nowhere near nomination land, but it was a great movie that I think anyone would get something out of. Three, Inside Lewin Davis. Um, I absolutely loved it. Uh, from beginning to end, I am a sucker for Coen Brothers, so I knew kind of going in I would like it, and I'm also a huge John Goodman fan, so those two things. He's amazing in it. Yep, I watched, uh, I had a snow day uh, today, so when I wasn't watching HGTV, I was watching a Roseanne marathon <laughs> for John Goodman. But no, Inside Lone Davis was awesome. I thought the music was phenomenal. I thought Oscar Isaac's character just being like, not really a bad guy, but just like, you know, not your greatest friend. I thought that was like an awesome role. And anyway, movie was phenomenal, and how it, it's not nominated for anything is literal. Just cinematography. Uh, number two, uh, Nebraska. I um, hate old people. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yep. Okay. <laughs> that was a perfect moment for his mic to cut out. <laughs> that was yeah. amazing. Uh oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> Your mic cut out. You said, I hate old people. And then, <laughs> that was it. That was it. Okay. <laughs> I need to get that sound bite. <laughs> well, I do. I hate old people. And as soon as I said that, I was like, um, there should be uproarious laughter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there was. Don't worry. Okay, cool. As long as it happens. <laughs> no, but I, I hate old people and whatever. But um, I thought this was a good job of painting old people's people. Mm-hmm. And not yeah. just as not just as like people who like old people are you know just us but older they've had real lives real experiences all that sort of stuff. I thought this movie did a really good job of sort of sh- sort of showing that, mm-hmm. and I also thought it was like really interesting seeing because it it is real how like when you're a kid you really don't know the stuff that's happened in your family necessarily you might think you do but you don't. But then, like, you get older, and then the stories come out, and you hear things, and you're like, oh, wow, like, these people weren't just people who raised me. They were people who had, like, their own shit going on. And I thought that that was awesome. And the last five minutes of the movie made me cry like a bitch. So that was cool. I'm good. Nice. Uh, Pete. Did did I just cut out? No. No, Did you say Pete? Yeah, I did say Pete. Did Pete answer it just like this? Yeah. Um, and I, uh, Inside Lewin Davis is four for me. Um, I absolutely think uh, it's it was the most I laughed in a movie theater in silence since uh, Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah. I, I just I couldn't understand how some people didn't find every second of that movie hilarious. Um, and, on, and on top of that, had some uh, really really interesting story with really interesting beats that I just I just can't believe. We're talking about this is the movie that got snubbed this year. Yeah. Um, number three, Short Term 12. I completely and utterly loved it. Um, it's, it. It was tough to place, uh, but the next two that beat it really beat it. Um, I, I just thought, like, everything it did, it did so well where other movies would sort of beat you over the head with it. Like, the, the, the new guy mm-hmm. is like a fool, but he has his, with like, DJ Falls? Just keep going. He has, <laughs> he has his little moment. But it's not overly done, and it's something that only we really know about as like the viewers of the film, sort of thing. Yeah. And the whole ending sequence, you know, the way it ends with them on the porch again telling the story, and then where it is after that, I just I I was like, well, this is just perfect. So that's that's three. Yep. Uh, two for me was Blue Jasmine, mm-hmm. and I was not expecting. I don't know what I was expecting. This I think. I think Tiggs was the one, really one of the few that saw it when we first talked about it on the podcast. And he saw it, said it was a little bit more depressing than he was expecting. So I was really expecting that. But I was not – I was a little shocked at how much I laughed through a lot of it. Yeah. Like the, the how over over the top but still so amazing characters and, and a, lot of the, a lot of the sadness and sickness was yeah. that I absolutely, I absolutely adored it. And Kate Blanchett kills it. And as we already said about Andrew Dice Clay, just – Doing real well and being the most real, honest person in the entire film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Alec Baldwin is also great in it. Yeah, as, as quite an evil shithead, evil charismatic shithead. 
Uh, all right, Alex. Oh, my God. Okay, so number four for me is 12 Years a Slave. Uh, this, man, this movie, uh, I mean, I can only imagine uh, how much of it. This is, this is also a dick punch. Like, I imagine this is, like, more so than Prisoners. Um, but I haven't seen, I, I need to see that still. Uh, this is just, I mean, it's, as corny as it sounds, it's a, it's a pretty important film. I mean, if contrasting it to, you know, we've had Lincoln, Django, and I think this is finally the most grounded uh, we've had of, you know, slavery probably since Roots mm-hmm. or anything like that. I think it's, it is, it, it's, it's probably, it's, it's an amazing piece of film. And you you are entranced and enthralled by it, uh and you you and at the same time you know you uh you know you you just you the performances are are so good <laughs> like everything about this is is great i mean it's 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 one of the the best pieces of uh the best films i've seen uh yeah this year and i don't think i don't know what we've talked about before i don't even know what else uh i can really really say about it and uh number 3 for me is the world's end uh, this I know a lot higher on my list, um, but you know I kind of I saw this movie and I laughed a lot, but I was also it also made me real sad. <laughs> and I feel like these movies have just like like their their trilogy has gone in such a perfect arc with just like kind of like how much we've I feel like we've been growing up and like each movie's kind of come out at the right stage <laughs> for us for the last ten years. That like this one is just like oh yeah no I uh, I feel like we're we're at this point where it's yeah it's 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 this is really what's resonating this like you know trying to figure out how to you know move on from from who you were uh, uh, try to keep some uh, bit of of friendship and uh, you know all all these things I I I thought it was you know it was really impressive to see Nick Frost. You know, step it up dramatically in it, mm-hmm. and and take a more uh, you know center role. I uh, I don't know. I this is my favorite of the trilogy uh, that totally. that they did, and um, I don't know the one that just you know kind of personally resonated the most to me. And number two for me, Inside Lewin Davis. Uh, man, this is uh, this is more like I, in a weird way. This was kind of a you know this movie is hilarious, and 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 but. You know, again, I guess I've, I've said the same as a lot about weird that a lot of my movies. It was funny, but really sad also. <laughs> and this too, and like, uh, but also, but it was very subtle about it. A lot of times, I felt like uh, I think it wasn't until you kind of realized the ending of it that a lot of this movie really came together yeah. for me. And I found myself thinking about it. And you know, here's a guy who's you know kind of going nowhere, sucks, and actively wants to change. Um, and tries to do everything he can to to try to have his dreams, uh, regardless of, of whether or not it's really actually working out. And I think almost kind of like with with the world's end, it's the kind of thing that like, oh, this is uh, you know, kind of apropos of of you know, very much a time in our lives where you know, dreams are not something that you can necessarily have <laughs> in the world. Yeah. Sometimes a productive member of society, and you know, I think uh, uh, Oscar Isaac is that. That's yeah. That's, yep. Yeah, I think he 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 can really he does a great job. Um, you know, kind of playing on 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 all the cylinders. I think he's great. Nice. I loved it. Nice. Uh, I've been sitting here trying to figure out all three of your guys. Number one, I think I know them all, uh, but we'll find out soon. Uh, number four for me, I just can't believe this isn't on anyone else's, but Furious Six. Uh, this was the most fun I had in the movie theater this year, just hands down. Uh, it was, I mean, part of it was the experience, part of it was just all all of us going at midnight, but it was just too much fun. And then since then, uh, coming out of it, I was just like, well, five was still better. And then since then I've watched all of it repeatedly. And I knew that I liked it better than five is when I watched Fast Furious uh, or Furious 6, then watched Fast Five, and then I watched Furious 6 again. Uh, and that's when I was just, this is it. I, I, Furious 6 is the one that I really like uh, the most, and that's why this is getting just, like, such high praise. Uh, number three, Before Midnight. Uh, one of, uh, your, or the, the third in uh, Linklater's, uh, you know, 
trilogy that that's been going on for a very long time now. Uh, yeah. The performances are just stellar all around. Julie Delpy and, and Ethan Hawke still kill it every single time. Um, it, everything just seems so natural. And, and there's been a lot of there's been a lot of like very obvious impro- uh, improvisation in movies this year. Uh, especially with just like natural dialogue, and this one just nails it. And, and you just you don't really feel like they are improvising it, but they are. And, and everything just feels so real. And, and that's kind of crazy, just just how well that is all put to, uh, onto film. Uh, and number two for me, uh, Blue Jasmine. Uh, I, I'm surprised how uh, high it kind of ranked on some, but uh, yeah, I, I thought that this was great. Everything. Uh, about this was just amazing. It was depressing and it was funny. All the performances the best. And really what it comes down to is Andrew Dice Clay. Uh, just fucking killing it the entire time. Just having his like harbinger of doom moment at the very end. It was just like uh. the moment that that was necessary for the Dice Man. The Dice Man cometh backeth. This is what <laughs> this lives. is. Yeah, exactly. Dice lives. This is this is big, people. Uh, no, but, but this... Uh, if Legend doesn't get the award for this, I don't even know. Like there's no, she has to. It it was the most amazing performance I've seen this year. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just making me think about it. Just go. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. It was amazing. All right, number one picks, guys. Russ, what's your number one? I'm, I'm not gonna spend too much time on it because at this point, everybody, it's it's been on pretty much everybody's list. But uh, for me, the best film of the year was Twelve Years a Slave. Um, it completely killed me. In a way that I and I knew even when when this movie was announced as being made, I'm like, oh well, that's going to be a gut punch, and it was still more than that. I mean, the performance was top notch, the cinematography off the charts, the directing phenomenal, the subject matter actually dealt with for a change. So yeah. I think, and I think this movie handled like small cameos a lot better than a movie like The Butler. Um, see Paul Giamatti on screen for like, you know, three minutes. Uh, but I, I thought it was hands hands down best movie of the year. I'm not going to spend any time talking about it. Nice. All right. I am one for one. Pete. Uh, you're two for two. Uh, before midnight. Yep. Okay, good. <laughs> um, I, I've told this story a lot of times to many people, but uh, this was kind of a, a movie series that I... I, I I caught up too late, but I made sure I gave myself time, and I I absolutely watched each and every one of them at the exact right time mm-hmm. in my life and my experiences with relationships and everything. Um, and there's just it's just really am- amazing to to still see these two characters hit so um, strongly for me yeah. uh, that I. I I absolutely loved it. Nice. Alex, number one. I am just as shocked as anyone else. This is my, my number one, but her. Yep, I am three for three. Uh, I don't know what it was when I was watching this movie, uh, but I was jelly. <laughs> and uh, not as in jealous. Uh, oh. oh. But I, I, wasn't, I wasn't quite ready for this jelly. Uh, no, I, I don't know what it was, um, but... but this was, you know, I, I guess, you know, kind of like, I, I guess if the if the two leading up to this uh, do with friendship and dreams, the, the kind of lead up this one, just love in the modern age, I feel like this kind of sums it up and, and can be a bit of a gut punch, yeah. uh, you know, for, for some of us. And, and I think that, like, it's, for some reason, I, I, I just kind of, found myself like the world was interesting uh but for me it was like there i thought that their interactions uh were so good uh that i didn't even think of her as an operating system or you know a computer ai whatever for for much of this movie and then when it kind of came back and when i thought about it again uh you know it it kind of almost made me uh like all of that kind of just made me a little bit sadder with it and I thought the end uh, was maybe maybe some of the the rationale for it uh, is a little yeah maybe a little forced we'll say I don't know if I loved uh, like the reason uh, for the end but I thought nonetheless um, I thought it ended in our right place 
uh, for for this film. And um, yeah, I think sometimes Spike Jones can it's just like there are things about his movies uh, that can really get you and and make you feel like they are 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 you know reaching out very personally towards you and. I, you know, this is just one of those ones that I just uh, I watched it and, and I just kind of instantly fell in love with it. All right, uh, and my number one movie of the year, Lockout. Lockout again? No. Um, my number one movie is Nebraska. Uh, I I saw this recently and I laughed so hard throughout this entire movie, but at the same time, it was just kind of knowing the pain that it was going through. It was. There was a very personal story to it that I kind of attached onto and really rode. And just like seeing the elderly person sort of like withering away and what people will do and, and who comes out at that point and like what's happening and, and what can you and like Will Forte's, you know, motivations. And he does a great job. And I really expected to just not like him in the movie. And I didn't. And, and like like not his character but just like him as an actor like I didn't know if I was going to be able to believe it and it and totally does and same thing with Bob Odenkirk and holy crap uh, when they went into the barn they stole the oh my god it was that was an amazing scene and just to and Bruce Dern just like to show every time you ask him just what like every single time they never cut that out and that was it was perfect like that you never really got bored of it like and it's like you understand that like that's very real to life and i don't know they're everything about it from the black and white and just like you know the shots of the fields and stuff like that kind of gave me like it's sort of like how it wasn't like the straight story almost where like there would just be interspliced yeah. like just like uh fields and things like that not this there i don't think there were any like helicopter shots but you know it's same you know same general thing and and that really i felt just like added another layer onto it uh and then that ending sequence was fucking phenomenal all right, guys. Okay, real quick. Um, yeah, you uh, tallied up everything? Yeah, I tallied up everything. Just So, like, uh, we have a top six because there's a couple of ties at the top. Um, but the tied for six, fifth, and fourth, mm-hmm. we have at a total of 21 points, is Blue Jasmine, Short Term 12, and Her. Nice. Um, tied for second and third is 12 Years a Slave and World's End. Quite the pairing. <laughs> yes. So, together... Uh, the best movie of the year, according to Movie Movie Podcast, is Nebraska. Woo! Wow! All right. Tiggs wins. <laughs> Tiggs wins. Tiggs wins. Tiggs, Tiggs, Tiggs. I kind of didn't. Ex- I kind of. I'll be honest. I didn't, I didn't see that coming. But yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm totally fine with that. Oh, absolutely. All right. Yeah. So now that we have told you that Nebraska is the best movie of the year, let's tell you what yeah. the worst movie of this year are. <sighs> Well, uh, right. first, does anyone have any questions for anyone else's list real quick? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about uh, displacement and stuff like that, or, or what was missing with things. Uh, yeah, I mean, Tiggs has t- I mean, told us personally, because he had he had the most omissions compared to the rest of us. Yeah. I think I need to have a big, long talk about everybody, um, of why 12 Years is not on my list. I've, I've had that talk with you. <laughs> no, I, I, I have not. Yeah. I know, and it totally makes sense. I understand, completely. I don't. <laughs> I I don't either. What's, what's the reason? Oh no, yeah, no, no, I don't either. Sorry. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Um, I for me, I thought there were so many amazing moments in this movie that almost made, sadly, the mediocre moments seem like shit. Okay. And there's a lot of great sequences, but then there's just a lot of like stuff that just like completely irked me. I was like, well, why would you do this this way when you're cr- clearly brilliant? Right. Which was so weird. Like, as Tiggs was saying, that, that scene in which he's hung trying to dig his feet into the mud. That's I the most was, uncomfortable thing I've ever seen in my life. so yep. well. Yeah. Yeah. With everyone yeah. in the background just going about their business. Oh. But yeah. the, the, like, couple minutes that led up to it, I thought had, like, the most obnoxious, shitty Hollywood music cues. That I was sitting there watching that scene being like, I, this scene's brilliant, beautiful, horrible, all these things wrapped into one. But I can't get the last two minutes out of my head for being such shit. Yeah, I, I mean, from I think I needed to see that movie before the hype train. Right. Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Maybe, but for for me, there was just there was a couple things that just bothered. And I, if you took out Brad Pitt's character, and at the end of the movie, his friend just shows up mysteriously, I would have liked it better. I, I, I did find some of the stunt casting type stuff it, it really distracting. Uh, for me personally, like, like I, 
I thought, especially like Brad Pitt, I, I think it was just kind of jarring to be like, we're like, almost take a life of Pi Q and and put someone in there that won't be distracting to the story. Sure. Yeah, it was because I thought his beard looked retarded. I thought his acting was stale after a movie in which everyone murdered it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. No. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay, uh, I've got a question. What the fuck, guys? Where's Furious 6? Uh, look at I, Russ. Ru- Ru- I, I was opposite of you, Tiggs. Uh, over time and repeated viewings, I like 5 better. Okay, okay. understand. Uh, Mostly this is a question for Russ. Away from the franchise for a little, I have to step away from the franchise for a little bit. Okay. I've been too broken up about the Paul Walker stuff. Yeah. I can't even watch my deep, my Blu-ray of Furious 6. So okay. it, it, it's... It was great. I loved it. I've seen it like ten times, but I just, uh, the emotions I associate with it, I can't. I just can't. Yeah, I, I, I got a question for everyone. Um, any, any, uh, how close was was something like Pacific Rim to to make it on your guys' lists? Actually, wasn't yeah. close at all. Not close at all. Yeah, I had thought about it, but I was just like, nah. Yeah, so, I, it was really close for me. Was um. Walter Mitty, American Hustle, All Is Lost, Furious Six, You're Next, and The Hobbit. Yeah, oh, my, my my number eleven spots were uh, Short Term Twelve, The Wolf of Wall Street, Hobbit, Her, and uh, Pussy Riot, Punk Prayer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Mine was, gra- yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mine was Gravity and Francis Hop. Mine was Gravity American. Hustle, Furious Six, and In a World. Oh, I never saw that. So let's do the shit. Yeah. All right, worst. Yeah, let's do worst. Does anybody have? I've got a list here. Does everybody have a list? I only have one thing on my list. I have, I have four, but I don't want to talk about them. I hate them. I have eight on my list. <laughs> oh my god! All right, um, uh, Pete, what's on? What's yours? The only, like, there was a lot of movies I didn't enjoy this year, but there was no movies that were like aggressively killed me as much as um, Good Day to Die Hard. Yeah, It yeah. was Terrible. the shitty... It, it was like, it was if they made a Super Bowl commercial that they had Bruce Willis on set for like 20 minutes. Yeah, was, It was the most impersonal Die Hard film ever, and that's that's not the point. Yeah. We're, supposed to, we're supposed to follow this every man around in the absurdity of him and the, the unlikeliness and the humor of still that guy doing this is supposed to it's supposed to make you love it. He just and there was seem like a third. What's well, the odds of the same I thing happening? Like John McClane did anything in that movie. It drove me insane. I mean, also, like, there was no, there's none of the, I, like, the, there's none of the urgency, I felt like, of previous Die Hard movies. Or, like, the, the cleverness. Anything like that. Like, there's a piece of shit. There's just a piece yeah. of shit. There's a fucking four minute scene in a taxi. Welcome to Moscow. <laughs> I like you. Your your cab ride is free. I'm like, what, uh, what else? Yeah, uh, Russ. What, 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 what are your four? All right, I'm gonna just piggyback right off that with uh, Good Day to Die Hard. Mm-hmm. One of the worst experiences I've ever had in the theaters. Not even like good bad, where like you get something out of it. Right. Just a piece of shit. Piece of rank fucking shit. Rank shit. Um, and then piggybacking off of that, I will go with After Earth. Yep. Yep. After Earth is the most boring film. I, the most boring film. Here's the choice. Uh, continuing along, I only have two more. We're the Millers. Okay. I, I don't know who this movie was. I mean, I know this movie was made for like uh, kids to like go buy a ticket for another movie and sneak into this one, but it sucked. Jason Sudeikis cannot carry a movie. I don't yep. know, but it has to stop. Jennifer Aniston, you sad, sad spinster of a woman. <laughs> uh, I know you're dating Justin Thoreau or whatever, but come on. That's B-Squad level. <laughs> and lastly, Gangster Squad. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. What, yep. a boor- what a stupid fucking cartoon yep. of a piece of shit yep. that, from a trailer, looked half decent. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. <laughs> yeah, but like in a bat, like in a in a way where like that where you know the movie's not going to be good, but you still watch it and might enjoy it. Right, you I can laugh at it. Take you to, yeah. I just want to take you to bed. I just want to take you to bed. Oh. I'm Ryan Gosling. Fuck out of here. All right, <laughs> all right, uh, Alex. What was yours? Uh, yeah, I definitely. Uh, Good Day to Die Hard is 
fucking awful. It's insult like it, it tarnishes the memory of those great movies, thinking that it leads up to that in some in some person's minds that, that they this will be the only diehard movie someone sees. Um it's episode one in terms of ruining a franchise. Yeah. Know? Because this uh, I this think movie- that gets just No nah, man, it was worse than that. It was like episode two. Anyone. Like you can understand how episode one's a kid's film. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, this totally. isn't isn't geared to anyone at all. No, it was like Matrix Revolutions. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh god. Uh, yeah, Gangster Squad. Yeah. I, I was I was I was I was looking forward to being the person to remind everyone about that fucking turd burger. But, <laughs> uh, like, the people and that like are not all in the same movie at the same time. Right. It's it's yep. ridiculous. Uh, After Earth is. One of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Yep. Uh, and uh, I also have to say the canyons. Oh yeah. We can't the canyons. Nope. This this movie is like you hope that like this would be something that'd be so bad it's good, or at least like I don't know something like nudity would be able to save it, and the rest would be inoffensively <laughs> bad. Nope. No, there's Just there's stop. a scene where. Lindsay Lohan gets text messages on her TV and like answers them using some sort of weird future web TV. Yeah, that was. So... Oh my god. Uh, the movie is just asinine and stupid and tries to take itself so seriously. Fuck whoever thought that was good. Yeah. Um, and I I don't know. Is there something else? There's a lot that sucked. I feel like we kind of ended up. I, I feel like we actually stopped ourselves from seeing a lot of the bad movies at a certain point this year. I feel like we just couldn't take it. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'll. Oh, I don't know. We'll talk. But did anyone see movie forty three? I no, did. I that, was I, that technically this last year? Yeah, I was think it? so. Yeah. Oh, that's a piece of shit. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Opposite of funny. Uh, Elysium was fucking terrible. I'm sorry, it's fucking terrible. Uh, Canyons. I think god awful. After I think shit. only God forgives. I was gonna say only God forgives is ridiculous. Oz the Great and Powerful was fucking boring and shit. Oh, that's right. Um, good day to die hard was. Not even laughably bad. The internship was a fucking Google ad. Um, gangster Squad was gangster shit, and <laughs> and I think that's about. What about Lone Ranger? Okay, so I guess it, it boils down. What is the worst movie of the year? Good Day to Die Hard, After Earth, or Gangster Squad, or The Canyons? You guys didn't see it, but The Canyons. A good day, if, if I have to, if I have to vote on a motion, A Good Day to Die Hard. I'm with Ross on that. Uh, you know what? I think to send a fuck you to like them for ruining this franchise, I would say a good day to die hard. I do think the Canyons is a worse movie. Uh, but, but I had no reser- I had no hopes for the Canyons going into exactly. it. Exactly. And I, I always with, have a but, sliver with Good Day to Die but, with Die Hard. Yeah, but when you consider like a die hard movie can always be fun. Yeah. Like even like it can all even I if like- it's not good, but even if it's not good, it can always be fun. I like all of them. And, like how do you make such a story franchise, such like you have to try to make this bad. Yeah, okay. the Canyons was never going to be good. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Good Daddy Die Hard takes it. I'm perfectly okay with that. Still not as bad as this is forty. Oh my god, I fucking hate it. Uh, you guys are like, I don't understand why you like it's bad. But I don't I understand don't... why you keep sucking Judd Apatow's dick on this podcast. This is like pigs. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't look anything. I don't understand that either. Whatever. All right, take send us home. Oh, I just swallowed that cheeseburger. You can find us on the web at moviemoviepodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at moviemoviepc. You can email us your thoughts, complaints. Tell us why we're wrong on this. Tell us why we're right on this. Tell us why Alex's list is completely off base. Ask us where we've been for the last two months. Ask us where we've been for the last two months. Come on, <laughs> send something to us at moviemoviepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and... Uh, you can rate us on iTunes by searching for The Priest and the Beekeeper, which is the name of our improv troupe. And we have a decently funny show the third Thursday of every month at Long Island City's The Creek in the Cave at 8 p.m. I don't know, some, you know, whatever. When Zach performs, it's decently. But if it's just us, it's fucking amazing. But Zach Broussard, a very funny stand-up who just won Time Out Magazine's Joke of the Year, uh, co-hosts the show with us. Uh, we have some stand-ups. We've got some uh, improv groups that come out. It's a lot of fun. They got five dollar Takata and shot. I don't. I just. I think I just need to tell people that, and they should come. That that should be enough, right? Everyone down with that? It's better than the. It's better than a good day to die hard. It's also better than the canyons. And better than canyons put together. Oh wow, that's really. Would that be a better movie or a worse movie? Is it like two negatives making a positive? A good day to canyons. This is forty was the worst. 
This is 40 was the worst. I don't understand Alex. It's bad. It's bad. It's just like I don't like I don't know. I I don't understand you I think you guys I don't know what what it did to you guys. Where did it touch you? Um in 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 after the second hour went by and I'm still wasting my goddamn time. Yeah, seriously. Oh my god. Just that I'm I was like was funny people also just that as bad as well. Funny people got a little bit better in, towards the end. Yeah, people had, had, a, had definitely had a better supporting cast. You know, you got people like Aziz being able to go up there and do jokes, yeah. or like at least better use of the supporting cast. That's true. All right, that's All enough right. for this crap. Uh, Workaholic starts in five minutes. Thank you yeah. guys for being here with me. Uh, thank you, and thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you next time on the Movie Movie Podcast.